Welcome to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins, and I'm joined today by David Lake. David, let's just get right into this thing, man. Jaron Williams has been named Miami's starting quarterback. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's an exciting announcement that Manny and Dan kind of went with the youngest of the three. Uh, I think it it could potentially be encouraging because this means they really have something to build on because Jaron Williams is a redshirt freshman. So it's going to be interesting to, to see how it goes against Florida, how he does operating this new Dan Enos offense. And I'm here for it. I'm excited to see how it how it goes. This is a surprise, right? I mean, I know last time we were on the podcast, uh, we, we kind of build this as a, as a two-man battle between Nikosi Perry and Tate Martell. And I think right. others in the media have kind of just portrayed it as that. I, I don't really know why. I mean, I, I guess maybe because we thought Jaron was still a year away or, or what? That was my sense. And, you know, that's it's not to say that Jaron isn't talented. I do like his skill set a lot. I just felt like he might have been slightly a year away, but... You know, look, he obviously uh, beat out the other two and, and had two fairly strong performances in the scrimmage. And ultimately, that's what set him apart. You mentioned him being talented. I just want to kind of go back to his recruitment. I mean, I remember I had the chance to watch Jaron at the Elite 11, which, if you don't know, is a, a quarterback competition where they kind of get the best guys together. They used to do it out in uh, in, uh, in Oregon. Now it's in, in, in Texas. And Jaron, at the time when I saw him play, he was committed to Kentucky, and I was like, wow, this kid can really uh, spin the ball. He was playing on the same team that had like Brevin Jordan, Brian Hightower, Lorenzo Lingard, and Cam Harris. So that's one of the main reasons why uh, I was watching him. But I, I just think from a, a skill set perspective, I mean, this is probably the most talented quarterback on Miami's roster in terms of it being an actual quarterback making the throws. Uh, you know, I went back to uh, the the two four sevens rankings for that that elite 11 and we had him fifth for the overall competition behind trevor lawrence and justin field and some other guys so i think from a, a, a talent standpoint i mean this makes some sense yeah in terms of just the pure passing ability and potential it's definitely jaron williams who's the best of the three guys that were competing for the job um does he have a tendency to maybe see some of his reads late that we saw yeah that happens and does he have the you know, big cannon arm to push the ball down the field. I would say not at this point, but that's something that can be developed. I will say, like in terms of which of the three guys probably fits the Dan Enos uh, system the best, which is going to be the base of a the of a West Coast type of offense. So a lot of crossing routes and short intermediate passing game. It's probably Jaron Williams that is the best suited to run that attack. So. I think if you look at it through that lens as well, it makes a lot of sense that they went with uh, Jaron over the other two. Well, put it like this. I think out of every quarterback on the roster besides Peyton Matocha, uh, who Dan Enos recruited, I think Jaron is the one. If if Dan was recruiting these kids as high schoolers, I think Jaron's probably the only one he would have recruited. I couldn't see him making a move on, on Nikosi or, or even going after Tate. Would you agree with that? No, I totally agree. I think if you look at what Dan Enos did at Arkansas as the offensive coordinator. When his offenses had success, his quarterbacks were mainly working uh, from 20 yards and in. So, you know, it's a lot of throwing to the middle of the field. It's a lot of crossing routes. It's a lot of easy throws, to be honest, that the quarterback just has to make the right read and feed the ball. And and honestly, that's the type of quarterback that Jaron is. Um, 
you know, I think I think it's a good fit if he's ready for it. And we're going to know right away against Florida here, who's probably got the best defense that Miami will see all season long. So I'm excited to see how it goes. One of my other thoughts with this whole thing is this to me just shows that I guess Diaz is kind of the, the head coach I thought. I mean, I think I don't want to say this is the safest pick, but I think from a quarterback standpoint, based on what I kind of heard coming out of that uh, second scrimmage is that, you know, Jaron showed some control of the offense and he's a guy that's not going to turn the ball over a lot. And just Manny being uh, that defensive guy, it seems like he wants someone who's going to do what the coaches say. And when it's third and 15, not try to do something dumb. So I think from that stand, if you, if you look at through that lens, uh, I think Jaron maybe isn't going to win you some games because of these razzle dazzle plays. But I also don't think he's going to lose you games just because um, he's making bad decisions uh, under pressure. What is your sense for the type of quarterback Jaron is in terms of like off the field, like as a, a student of the game, as a quarterback nerd, so to speak? Do you think he's a guy that because Manny has made it clear he wants a guy that'll put in the extra work um, and take things seriously, which probably wasn't the case, honestly, the last couple of years at the quarterback position at Miami. Do you think Jaron will be that kind of guy? I think he has the chance to be. I mean, he. I think it was his freshman year, you know, he went back home and, w- and was working with a, a quarterback coach during his spring break. And, you know, I'm sure Tate does that, but we know Nikosi doesn't do that. I think the other thing that really stands out about Jaron is he reshaped his body, uh, you know, with David Feely in that strength program. That to me shows that he um, it was taking this thing seriously. Like I, I didn't they say they had him over 20 miles per hour. Uh, on the uh, on those new GPS things. So I think he looks like a completely different guy. I mean, he's like shed some of that or lost some of that baby fat. But that to me, you know, he's been coached to be a quarterback, I think, a lot longer than uh, Nikosi and and probably just as long as as Tate. So I think he's a guy, um, you know, that that has the chance to or or someone who's getting a lot of respect from his teammates, I think, if if that makes sense. I think they, they view him as a guy who's a student of the game. When you look at the skill players that will surround him uh, on the offensive side of the ball, is there a guy or two that you look at that you know will benefit from Jaron being the quarterback? I think it's definitely the tight ends, right? I mean, I think they're definitely going to get those guys involved. Um, what about you? I mean, maybe a KJ Osborne type. Yeah, I think I think you you nailed it. Like in the scrimmage video that we saw. Uh, from this second scrimmage that that Miami released themselves, Jaron, uh, I think there was two clips honestly where Jaron did a nice job of rolling out and hitting Will Mallory on what appeared to be a crossing route, uh, one of which was was kind of turned up field and and went for a touchdown. So I think definitely you know the the tight ends, Will Mallory, Brevin Jordan. If Jaron's the quarterback the whole year, you can expect big years from both those guys. And then KJ Osborne, he's going to be a guy who is going to be utilized a lot on those crossing routes as well, I think. And KJ is going to be a reliable type of receiver that that uh, executes at a high level. And so, yeah, I, I would kind of look at those three. And then, you know, of course, if if Jaron does look to take a deep shot, you got to look at a guy like Jeff Thomas. So, But really, I think Jaron, being the quarterback, is definitely going to elevate the play of the tight ends, which, from a personnel standpoint, should excite Miami fans because that's like the tight end position is where Miami can really cause some problems for opposing defenses this year. 
David, I, I, I noticed you mentioned you said if he's the quarterback for the entire year. Do you think this thing, this competition's over? Uh, do you think, um, regardless of what he does against Florida, he's going to be the guy against North Carolina? Or what, what are your kind of thoughts there? Oh, I don't know, man. I think I don't think it's regardless of what he does against Florida. Like he has to he has to be at least average because you gotta you gotta be fair to Jaron in that. You know he's gonna go up against a, a real defense in Florida, so it's gonna be tough. It's not gonna be an easy game where he can settle into into the situation. And and honestly, that's kind of what I held against Jaron uh, in this whole quarterback race. Is I wasn't sure Manny Diaz and Dan Enos would be willing to throw him in the deep end, so to speak, against Florida in game one. I thought. You know, if Miami opened against a team like Bethune Cookman, then it makes a lot more sense to ease Jaron into the job and let him grow into the position. So, um, you know, honestly, I think it's it's a it's a what if that has to be asked, but it's just too early to know because, you know, what are the other quarterbacks going to do? How are they going to respond to this? Are they going to stick around or are they going to transfer? Um, so that'll play into into how this thing shapes up too. I guess what what do you what do you think? Do you think? Do you think this thing will stick? I, you know, I don't know. I've gone back. I mean, like, how much of a leash does he have? But I don't think you can. I mean, if he goes out there against Florida and turns the ball over a few times. I mean, I, I think you you lose the locker room when you start you, you, placing guys. Go back to last season when they're rotating Nikosi and and Malik. It just turned into a mess. So I think I was actually. I'll say this. I was surprised Manny stuck by his word and announced the quarterback two weeks into camp like he did. And that leads me to believe that he's probably just going to roll with this guy. I mean, he's doing it what seems to be the right way. Um, Does that make sense? Like he's Manny has made it clear. Like he does not want to necessarily do the two quarterback thing in a game. So he, he's made it clear. He, his preference is to pick a guy and stick with that guy. Now that obviously changes if, if the guy doesn't perform at a acceptable level. But I think all intentions are, you know, Jaron's our guy. We're going to give him every chance to succeed. And unless he just totally goes out and doesn't perform at a level that we need, uh, we're going to stick with him. Should we be concerned or watching to see if Tate or, or Nikosi's name enter, enters that, that transfer portal? I mean, I, I would expect it, you know at least one of them, to be honest, just because that's kind of how things go nowadays. And you can't blame those two either. Like, they want to play. And Manny and Dan kind of pick the younger guy. So from from that standpoint, you wouldn't necessarily blame either one if they moved on, especially Nikosi, who who kind of, he does kind of seem like the odd man out, uh, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, is it concerning? I don't know. I mean... I think all three guys are fairly equal in terms of like what they can do right now. I think you maybe go with Jaron because you feel like the potential for growth and development over the course of the season is the greatest with Jaron. So I think you pick Jaron and you kind of just got to roll with it and and see how it turns out. Anything else you kind of want to touch on here? Before we uh, before we wrap up, I mean, uh, if you're a Miami fan, are you are you excited that they didn't stick with Art Sitkowski in that class and and went out and took a shot at Jaron Williams and got him? Yeah, definitely, it's definitely worked out. And look, you got to give Jaron a lot of credit too for because I mean, he was it, it is true that he was exploring a transfer 
after the regular season last year. So he stuck it out. He competed. He was probably like, like we alluded to, like he he entered this race probably as the third guy. So he competed. Vegas Vegas had him at like plus four hundred or some offshore book did. Right. So the fact that he ended up winning this thing, I think that speaks a lot to Jaron and and his will. And we'll see how that translates onto the field this year. Well, that's gonna do it for today, guys. We just wanted to get a. Uh, quick podcast up just kind of react to uh the, the news i mean it's it's definitely uh, stolen headlines and really on brand for manny diaz to do it on a monday morning uh, make sure you check out our work at miami.247sports.com i got plenty of content up from the weekend including a vip update on one of miami's top targets on the board i explain why i changed my uh 24 7 sports crystal ball uh forecast so be sure to check that out david anything else from you yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have more quarterback content here this week. Uh, we'll probably get to talk to the guys here on Tuesday because Tuesday will be media day. So we'll definitely have more content coming out, hitting the site this week. All right, we'll see you guys. Take care.